Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We're gonna do that again. Pretend like you're dead. Oh, dude, that's a little morbid, don't you think? <laughs> Thank you guys all for coming back to another episode of the Rooftop Pod. Um, as you guys can tell, our sister is no longer with us, so this episode will be in honor of our sister, oh. who we love dearly. We love the little um, bit. <laughs> she had her flaws, but um, yeah, she was a great sister overall. Um, yeah, she was. I. She was okay. We're just kidding. Rachel, get over here. Rachel! No, she's really gone, she's, Jesse. I haven't fully come to accept. It's okay. The first step of grief is denial. What the We're heck? kidding. Who Rachel's actually here. Yay. Oh, wait. Yay. <laughs> applause. Back. All right, get in. All right, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Rooftop Pod. I'm your host, Jesse. And joining me today, coming right back from the ski slopes just a minute ago, we have my sister, Rachel. Hello. Talk into the mic, please, okay, Rachel. Okay, sorry. No, the blanket's too <laughs> short. And I have my brother, Andrew, who is joining us again as well. <laughs> what's up, um, what's up? And as you can tell, we are not on a rooftop, nor are we at home. We are in a true. pod. Where are we? Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Andrew's a native state. He loves it here. Uh-huh. It's his favorite state in America. His favorite. I do love Colorado. Colorado's good. It is a great we, state. We love Colorado. Oh. Living here, not so much. This is true. Yeah. But Visiting. Um, the nature, the skiing, A1. All right, so we're going to jump right into it and we'll talk about our biggest insecurities. <laughs> oh. No, I'm just okay, kidding. Well, sure. not really. So we're, we're going to be talking a little bit great about topic. beauty standards and uh, body mm. image today and oh my goodness it's gonna be loud today i actually want to address one thing first okay and that's uh, a couple comments that we got on the last tiktok that kind of blew up a little bit so we made a tiktok recently about our mom's immigration story Mm. to the u.s um a lot of people actually connected with her story a lot especially children of immigrants and other also immigrants themselves a lot of people seem to have the same Um, experience of moving to a foreign country and losing a loved one while they're in a foreign country and not being able to go back to be with their loved ones during the grieving process. And it was really touching to see a lot of your guys' comments. Um, I read through a lot of them and I really appreciate you guys sharing kind of the same experiences that you guys had as well. Uh, One thing caught my eye though while I was scrolling through the comments and it was directed towards one thing that I said at the beginning about how my mom didn't find my dad attractive because he was uh, short and dark. Mm. And we just wanted to clear the air. We don't subscribe (laughs) to any beliefs about 
ascribing beauty to certain skin tones. Yes. Mm. And I don't think our mother did either. It was just a product of, it's kind of a joke that she made. Yeah. Yeah. It's a product of the culture that she was brought up in. Yeah. East Asian beauty standards very much values pale skin because I feel like not even East Asian, just Mm. like culture in general. Yeah. Values. Global culture. Yeah. 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 Our mom used to tell us that as a joke because by, by Chinese beauty standards, our dad was not the um, most attractive back in the day. But now he's uh, coming to America, having tan skin, <laughs> dark skin is actually uh, more desirable. Yeah, a more yeah. desirable feature. Well, I would say, okay, so the context of, you know, paler skin being more beautiful in a lot of cultures is the fact that having paler skin means that you're probably more wealthy because you don't have to be out in the fields working every day, mm, right? Right. Um, and so... So having pale skin is almost... Uh, status symbol. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, status Interesting. symbol. Right? Okay. But then the reason why my mom says that as a joke now is because she wants her kids to be outside. Like she wants mm. us to be active outside, like doing things, playing outside, doing sports outside, whatever. Mm. And because maybe that is a status symbol in itself, like being able to do sports and whatnot in America. I don't know. Anyways. These beauty standards and... Um, socioeconomic status symbols are constantly evolving with the culture, the times, the society that you're in. Mm-hmm. Being fat used to be looked up upon because it was something that... Mm-hmm. Right, you could eat more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was something that portrayed wealth and something that portrayed abundance. Whereas now, it's, it's ascribed to laziness. And of course, we don't believe in all this because there are many genetic factors and factors that you can't necessarily control that go into this. But we're just saying that these kind of standards evolve with time and they evolve with the different cultures that you're in. And it was more sort of a lighthearted joke to put that in the TikTok. I'm glad some of you guys called us out because we want to be held accountable for these kind of things mm-hmm. um, and kind of talk about it openly as well. But more on the um, colorism, the topic. colorism topic, yeah. especially as it pertains to Asian cultures. A lot of people think that this uh, this idea of colorism kind of evolved as a product of colonialism and Rachel and I kind of looked into this uh, a little bit and we found that this actually existed much before colonialism in many Asian countries um, including Japan, Korea, Mm. China. It was a symbol of purity. In South Asian cultures too? Oh yes definitely. Oh especially in India but it was interesting to see that it was already this general concept of having paler or fair more fair skin existed mm-hmm. in asia before colonialism before mm-hmm. european beauty standards kind of infected asian countries yeah so what was the there's no there's no there's no good reason why oh, yeah i was gonna say it I was, was like people ju- people were just i think it is on just powdered white makeup yeah, because a symbol of purity maybe yeah that's because i know that geishas all too like would paint their faces white yeah. or it was just like in general for a lot of cultural things it would just be like white, mm. white we can makeup. look into it and kind of get back on that subject oh my gosh it but would be like joe rogan having his his guy like pull the thing yeah. oh yeah <laughs> producer on set and yeah uh, <laughs> one day <laughs> right now that's just me on my phone okay let's see history of white beauty standards in asia 
pre-colonialism. In Korean shamanism teachings, a person with white skin is respected. In fact, Korean myths where Korean shamanism originated illustrate that the first superhuman was born white. In the upper class of the Koryo dynasty, children washed their faces which, with peach flower water to make their skin clean, white, and transparent before marriage. Young girls would go through great lengths to ensure their skin was as white as can be. In Japan, there's an old J Japanese proverb that says white skin covers seven flaws kind of saying that if you have white skin you can get away with more <laughs> flaws in the Edo period this from 1603 to 1868 it was a moral duty for women to apply white powder to their face in order to achieve skin that looks like white polished stone in China goddesses and Buddha were often depicted as white in art literature and other visual forms white skin can can conceal 100 defects in your appearance. In fact, the whitening of faces predates the Qing period from 221 to 206 BC, which was a source of cultural pride. See, I feel like my tanner skin covers my defects. I was going to say, because this is just like a small little comment, because when I get acne scars, exactly. they look more prominent on mm -hmm. me than they do on Andrew. Exactly. And it's the same thing with like, shaving because <laughs> we have darker mm. hair so when you have lighter oh. skin you can see the hair more prominently it's actually kind of interesting it says That's here true. that in china the whitened skin was a source of cultural pride because it, it concealed defects on the skin i'm guessing because they wore makeup but it also enhanced facial symmetry especially oh. in the contrast of black eyelashes and black hair so oh, Chinese people, they understand the concept of contrast, contrast and how yeah. that grabs people's attention. So if you have mm. pale skin, but you have dark hair, dark eyelashes, yeah. dark eyebrows, huh. the, the pale skin kind of contrasts with those features. Right. And maybe that's more visually appealing. I think also in a lot of performing arts, um, like I know in theater, because I have a lot of friends in mm -hmm. theater, like they put on really dramatic makeup, mm -hmm. like a lot darker. Of the right. Yeah, just so yeah. it looks better. And that's probably why that is that also holds true because obviously there's a rich like cultural history of art and in, performance. in China. Yeah. China. And so that's probably interesting. one of the things. Maybe. It's just interesting that that beauty standard has stayed relevant in China since like 221 BC. Mm. There's been millennia yeah. of this belief being held in China, which is crazy because the, the length that people go to maintain fair skin in China is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Wild. Mm -hmm. In the boiling hot heat in China, you can see all the women, even men, will be covered from head to toe in like long sleeve, long, sleeve, long pants. Long pants a hat, yeah. mm -hmm. sunglasses, mm -hmm. visors, mm -hmm. and yeah. some people even carry around umbrellas oh, yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. To, to provide shade for themselves. And it, it, the funniest <coughs> thing is that I've seen in China is are those motorcycle like arm uh, covers. Mm -hmm. Have you seen those when you're in China? Like they're, the they're like connected. Ones that they're not translucent. Well, they have to be opaque oh, in order to right. block the sunlight. <laughs> But they have Wait. these they have these arm covers that they use when they're riding their little mopeds and stuff. Oh, that cover their entire yeah. arm just so that their arms also don't tan when they're when they're riding around or commuting. Yeah. yeah. Put a picture of that up. <laughs> yeah, I can <laughs> put a picture yeah. of that up. But it's just it's insane the the lengths that people go to in order to maintain yeah. their fair skin in China. And I know, especially in India, like there are a lot of products like skincare products that mm -hmm. are marketed towards lightening your skin. Mm. Like a lot of the things like sunscreen. No, <laughs> okay. like face wash products that will have ingredients in it 
that will literally lighten your skin. Yeah, I think there's a there's even a medical procedure that can be done to like remove melanin from your skin or Whoa. remove melanocytes. I think it was in this. Actually, I've never heard of it though mm-hmm. I'm in medicine contemporary times I was I saw that in another article but I'm um, that just goes to show the crazy lengths that people yeah, go to to, yeah. to and obviously it's skin. probably not good for your skin if you're lightening oh, it because no. I think it's like skin oh, bleaching no. products no having fair skin is yeah. actually very bad for you it puts you at <laughs> way higher risks for melanoma like mm. people with white people have a way <laughs> I'm just gonna say it how it is yeah. white people have a much higher risk for skin cancer because Dark skin protects you from UV damage. Now that we're in the US, it's kind of interesting to think about how here the beauty standards are different from China. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see, this is a thought that just popped into my head, but it's interesting to see some people that I met in college who like tailored their look to like American beauty standards, but then moved abroad afterwards to like korea Mm -hmm. or like china or like anywhere in asia Mm -hmm. and how their look kind of molds to fit in the the look in the country that they're living in do you think it's just in the sense of makeup and what like the clothing that they wear yeah both definitely makeup clothing in asia it's really popular to get Mm -hmm. plastic surgery seeing people trying to kind of fit themselves in the society they live in seeing that transition is quite interesting to me mm-hmm. it's interesting to kind of think about how we try to fit into american standards of beauty um when we were kids and we've talked about this a little mm-hmm. bit how we both all three of us kind of this was another thing that annoyed me posting stuff on tiktok was um us talking about how we wanted to be white in mm. growing up in ohio and people being like oh you guys are weak for like wanting to be white like you guys should have been proud but mm-hmm. we were kids in like elementary school mm-hmm. and kids are brutal they're like yeah. white kids in ohio they'll find <laughs> any difference that you have and we're asian so we're obviously yeah. different from them they'll pick at those differences and make you feel bad for looking a certain way or they might not even be doing it intentionally but as a kid you want to fit in and so uh, by yeah. them pointing out differences it's like oh and it's like not in a nice way either it's not oh, no. in a a lot yeah. of times it's definitely intentionally meant to be mean and outcasting you for sure. Really? So I, oh, I don't sure. know if there I don't yeah. know if it's I think there were some things that were yes. definitely like no. <laughs> there were there were more so cases of passive aggressiveness, but there were yeah. definitely microaggressions, yeah, but there were definitely sure, yeah. also like very direct aggressiveness. Yes. Aggression. Yeah. And I think model minority myth was a huge thing, especially where we grew up. And so there were just a lot of expectations placed upon us mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. white people in particular. Like mm-hmm. they, like I'll, I'll just say like they expected you to be smart and when you weren't, they would point that out. Hmm. Sorry that they pointed that out to you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know I'm if I got one out that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I met those expectations. No, because like I, I had a couple friends that would be like, oh yeah, I'm just a dumb Asian. Like why do you have to uh, clarify that? Yes. Yeah, you just see. be a dumb person. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like no, they were honey, smart people. you're just people. a dumb person. <laughs> they were smart people. They In just didn't fit the expectations that were placed upon them academics. by yeah. Yeah. smartness. Yeah. yeah, so I just wanted to say it wasn't something, of course I would have liked to be more proud of my 
appearance, 100%. my like, heritage. Like I look of back and I'm ashamed. Yeah, no, we're like, ashamed I don't, of that, yeah. of course. And we're sorry that we felt that way, but it was something that as kids, it's, it's very hard for us to yep. feel any different just because what you wanted to do as a kid was just to fit in. And that wasn't something that we could do that easily looking the way we are. Whereas kids in California who go to very diverse schools, and I feel like mm -hmm. some of the comments came from people who grew up around or grew up in communities where they didn't feel like an outsider. Um, and I wish I had that experience growing up where I didn't feel like I hated myself. But at the same time, I'm also glad we had the experiences growing up right. in mm -hmm. communities where we were the minority. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of growing that came out of that, I would say, for sure. Yeah. And a, and yeah. a strong turn for all of us in reclaiming our cultures, which mm -hmm. was good process that I think we went through. Yeah. Now. And I think it's definitely something that we can be wary of, especially with our little brothers and also mm -hmm. like maybe future kids. Yeah. But e like even that, for yeah. them, like America is just getting more and more diverse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even Ohio is becoming more and more, more diverse diverse like when i used to run cross country i was one of two asian kids on a team one or two asian kids on the team and um now philip and john are on a cross country team that are it's like predominantly asian kids like indian chinese korean kids which is pretty cool to see yeah. i think that might just be mason though no no, no yes it's definitely right. yeah. mason but I don't think Philip and John Ohio. will ever grow up with the kind of experiences that. Yeah, way. especially with the representation that they have too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they I won't have the quintessential lunchbox experience anymore. Yeah. Yeah. They're not gonna have. Yeah. Yeah. They're not gonna be the only. They, Asian they do kid have their class. lunchbox moments, but now it's like people once, want their food. Yeah, it's like exactly. moments of pride, which mm -hmm. is something that I'm incredibly envious of. But something that I also experience now as an adult, I right. definitely. Mm -hmm can still yeah. share, like whenever I bring my mom's food to either work or um, to like events, people will be like, wow, this is so cool. Thanks for yeah. sharing that with us. It's really, it's a really awesome experience now. Um, all right, let's, let's pivot really quickly to, um, well, kind of on a similar note, instead of having like, issues with our cultural cult, culture and heritage growing up like i know we each also well i know i had insecurities about mm -hmm. body image growing mm -hmm, up as well mm -hmm. and that kind of led to a whole fitness journey for me andrew and yeah. i don't know if for girls it matters as much but uh for guys it's, there's definitely this expectation or the society standard of what mm -hmm. makes a man a man mm -hmm. yeah and um what makes you desirable as a man and I think growing up, even now, I'm I'm like a naturally, my body is naturally operating at a very high metabolic rate, mm. which of course, for most people, they would see that as a benefit. But for me, it's always kept me from being able to build size and build mass. It's, no matter how hard I train, no matter how hard I like, how much I try to eat, um, mm. for some reason, I can't get above a certain weight. And that was something that I was really frustrated on. But that also caused me to start pivoting more towards um, building strength rather than mass. Mm. I don't yeah. know if you guys have had any or wanted to speak on some of your insecurities about body image growing up. I Well, I have a question about yeah. yours because I feel like Andrew has a similar experience. I do. Um, we get to that. Yeah. Or I guess I'll let you share first mm. and then I'll ask questions. Yeah. I mean, I'm, 
I feel like me and Jesse have a very similar build uh, in terms of being naturally not really. skinny. Or not, not anymore. <laughs> no, we just... we. Okay, just keep going. Okay. Yeah, 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 I'll let you keep going. I well, don't think we have a similar build. We're definitely both on the okay. smaller side, but yeah, yeah, yeah skinnier yeah. side. It's skinnier. Uh, yeah, we're not exactly the Damn, same. I hate but. admitting that to the internet. <laughs> You're skinny? You're small. Oh no. my gosh. <laughs> no, but... I mean, similar to you, Jesse, I feel like we started working out because of similar motives. Mm -hmm. Because traditionally growing up, Asian Americans, especially in mainstream media, mm -hmm. were portrayed as the more studious, academic, more like physically incapable, physically smaller. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so for us, it was, hey, we don't want to. We want fulfill that stereotype. Yeah, exactly. We want. Okay. We didn't want to fit into the mold of that stereotype. Yeah. Which is why we got into working out. Right. So. I don't know. Ever since we started working out at an incredibly young age. Yeah. Like, like middle school. Middle days. school, yeah. seventh grade, ninth grade, and that's just been the fitness journey ever since. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, one of the one of my biggest insecurities growing up was, not just being skinny, but I have been very insecure about my my wrists and my forearms oh interesting i've always been super insecure about how skinny my forearms are you know how you can like do the mm -hmm. finger wrapping around your wrist yeah. kind of thing yes. like i have a lot of space left like i can i can fit my pinky <laughs> and my thumb around wow you do have small i have what small wrists yeah so oh what i would goodness. used to do i would almost always wear long sleeves as a kid just to hide it or when i do i would yeah. try to like hide my wrists from people's sight. So I know every angle of my forearms that make it look skinny and when it doesn't. So like Dang. when I have people, I know from the front view, if it's, if it's <laughs> slightly pronated, really if it's slightly Whoa. pronated, this yeah. looks really skinny. But like from this angle, from the anterior ang angle of my wrist, it doesn't look as noticeably skinny, right? It just looks like a normal wrist. But yeah. when I when you look at it from this angle, I know it looks incredible. Oh yeah, skinny. that looks really disproportionate. Exactly. <laughs> Dang. So this Dang. was a, I would not have picked up on that. This was at a huge insecurity of mine as Whoa. a kid. And one thing I used to do as a kid was I used to do hella wrist curls. <laughs> Just in secret. <laughs> I would be like in class under the desk, like while the teacher's like giving yeah. a, a lesson or a lecture i'd be doing wrist curls underneath <laughs> the table the entire like with day with no weights just just no curls? i mean when i went to the weight room i would do it with help? weights no <laughs> no yeah because you don't say. build muscle here you it's, build yeah. it on your forearms yeah, yeah. so my forearms are kind of normal but in fact it might make it even more disproportionately small because of how beefy your forearms yeah, are gonna get. Yeah. when i was a kid, a kid i, yeah. I was yeah. naive and i was yeah. like this is not something i can change really about myself right, this is mostly because i have large or long, mm -hmm. lanky uh, limbs, and my forearm, from my elbow to my to my wrist. Okay, we'll keep talking about this once I reach. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. weird that you were insecure about. I'm not that. gonna lie. I, mm, my, it's not even body dysmorphia, but my insecurities, obviously, Are came from recording? my siblings. Oh, okay. <laughs> we can keep this audio. I was going to be like, this sounds like Andrew wants it to be recorded. Oh, no, I don't know. This one, well, I guess if we're talking about our insecurities, I was going to talk about my my thighs because oh, that's what... I was going to talk about my thighs. Oh, hell yeah. We can talk about that, Heather. <laughs> hell yeah. Thunder thighs. Thunder thighs. Why is that insecure? Oh, because I remember... Okay, we're going to talk about this conversation sophomore year. I had no 
insecurities about about my body after I started I'm working out. Always had insecurities, like um, literally always. But yeah, anyways, I would try to do all these wrist exercises, mm. but there's nothing I can do to defeat the genetics of my just lanky build. So yeah, yeah. I've just learned to accept it. I'm still kind of insecure about it when I'm yeah. Don't meeting be. people. I would I just, love I would your just. <laughs> Thanks, Ray. They're so small yeah. and slender. <laughs> so dainty, dainty, so delicate. delicate. <laughs> it's a good thing. Anyways, it, it supports a lot of weight. I can bench a lot. Yeah, you can bench a lot, my, which is weird. Despite, my, despite the little resistance and the little support that I get from my wrist, wrist wraps. I, can wrist wraps yeah. I don't yeah. even really use wrist wraps. Yeah, I've, I've just to, they're, just, they're strong, yeah, but they're still small. The, yeah, <laughs> because of all the wrist curls I used to do. Yeah, uh, but there's actually one more insecurity that dude. Why am I hey, keep on going, so keep on going, man. I'm just talking about. Hey, because you've overcome it. Yeah. No, now like, you can talk about it, it. A lot of it's no longer a real insecurity. It's oh, okay. Stuff okay. I okay. Think about, but uh, my lats are kind of disproportional. <laughs> like, uh, I also have small? a really you strong have, back. Yeah. Not to brag, but like my my right lat is like <laughs> noticeably bigger than my left lat. And one time, I remember you talking. My friend commented on that on one of my Instagram posts. And I couldn't unsee it since then. <laughs> uh, so. I don't, is that an insecurity? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the unevenness. Yeah. Okay. Asymmetry, especially in the world of bodybuilding, is yeah. definitely mm-hmm. something that it's it's a genetic yeah yeah thing that you can't really change. Well, it's, to some degree you can. Like mm-hmm. if you have strength and balances, you can definitely change that. But mm-hmm. with muscle asymmetry, it's mostly genetics and something mm-hmm. that you can't change. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's something I live with. Wait, okay, so question for both of you mm-hmm. on, like, the... Because I feel like what you talked about mostly relates to Western beauty standards in terms of wanting to overcome what Western culture had said, like, Asians are supposed to be, mm-hmm. I guess, or at least East Asians. Sure. Um, how do you think it relates to East Asian beauty standards? Like, when you go back to China, do you think that you're considered? Mm. Or, like, do you think tall, slender men are more i would say in china i'm more attractive than andrew oh yeah and in america i think people consider andrew more attractive than i am you do you think (laughs) just look at the instagram followers (laughs) i'm so flattered andrew has been marketing himself for longer but that's fair he also has their straps (laughs) that's very different types of (sighs) schemes yeah we post fitness content on the internet (laughs) Mm, yeah, you can that. yeah i'm just kidding but i don't know i don't really think i don't think about it that much because i think in china people look for more feminine features mm. i would mm. say in a face and yeah. they also like height obviously but that's right. that's, that's kind global. of pan-cultural yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but i feel like a lot of east beauty standards now are trickling into western beauty mm. standards too mm. oh yeah definitely uh, pretty Oxide. boys yeah exactly timothy chalamet yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i don't know if that's necessarily yeah maybe maybe i i would be interested to look at any studies that kind of correlate asian beauty standards and the feminization of american fashion oh or like the androgynous like the more androgynous mm. direction yeah I mean, I was. I don't know if it's an Asian influence necessarily. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. We'd if have yeah. to talk Asian. to Karina about that. That's, that's a really yeah, interesting topic. Yeah, get Karina topic, on actually. the call. Ah, that's true. Karina, please come back <laughs> to New York, please. <laughs> we miss you. We, we need really your expertise. We really miss you. <laughs> I do. None of us have expertise yeah. about any of these things. 
but yeah, yeah. What was the question? You asked the question. Our insecurity. Oh, oh, how wait. do your insecurities relate to like East Asian beauty standards? Yeah. I don't know. I just I haven't been to China in so long. I feel like I'm not subjected That's to true. East Asian beauty standards. So. That's fair. I've actually when I went back to China in like 2018, like right after graduating college, I was single back then. I'm still single, but um, I was on yeah. dating apps while yeah. I was in China. I remember hmm. this. And I would say I did pretty well for myself. Do you think you did better there? out there than you're doing here? But I don't, think if, I, don't, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> That's a sore spot. <laughs> Sorry. No, I think I actually did do better back then back in china because not necessarily i don't think it was because of how i looked but it was because i was american american oh. yeah. and being it's american is very highly <laughs> valued yeah yeah because yeah. i was seen as foreign and i don't know exotic <laughs> probably not exotic but yeah. i was american so yeah. that's probably why it was like uh i was more, more of a draw. desirable yeah. desirable yeah. in china yeah yeah, yeah. but it's interesting because <laughs> i think now, because of how tides are kind of changing and the beauty standards in America are kind of changing, I think being Asians actually, being an Asian male actually helps your cause a little more. Oh, yeah. I'd, I so. Especially with K-pop, I think. Yeah. There's definitely some I have fetish, noticed, fetishization yeah, going on. I noticed, definitely a lot of it is yeah. probably Which, fetishization. Which, welcome, welcome to the club. <laughs> 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 I'm not mad at it yet, but I feel like at some point, because I haven't met anyone that's right outright actually no it did happen to me once where really Ooh. yeah 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 you've where, been downright fetishized yeah 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 Whoa. but it was not yeah well, that's not i good. just like brush it off i didn't like talk to the person i just okay. ignored them which mm -hmm. is probably why but if it happened incessantly mm. i could see that being an issue for oh myself. absolutely yeah yeah but right now it's huh. like i'm like <laughs> I've, it hasn't happened really that often yeah. to me yet. So. Wait, Rachel, have you felt that? Like white people or yeah, white people are only interested in you because you're Asian? Oh, 100%. Whoa. There's like, it's okay. So. But can it also be like a mindset that like you project onto other people now no. that you have that expectation? Mm. Well, wait, I want to hear this. Listen, so okay. I have like my checklist, right? Mm. Because in Ohio, most of the guys here, white. White, yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so... Um, Rebecca, you want to say something to the be on camera, audience? Rebecca? <laughs> okay, okay, then leave. <laughs> we're recording something. It's an interview. Huh? Yeah, we're going to... Maybe. Anyways, we're going to let Rachel continue talking. Okay, anyways, so when I get hit on, right? Sure. Um, there's like a couple things that make me... Make me think, The alarms, you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the red Sets flags, right? The, right? the like big red flags... Um, most of the time, like the white guys who hit on me, either they're like weirdly interested in Asian. It's not just white Asian. guys that do it. I'm sh a lot of other. Well, I'm just saying like okay. my experience in Ohio, right? Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, weirdly interested in Asian culture and like they'll be on the e-board of like an Asian American organization on campus. So those are like the big red flags of. I, but why? <laughs> I f you is know? it not okay for other people outside of a culture to appreciate and to engage in cultural practices i think that's fine because i also but saw that in college but i yeah. didn't see that necessarily as an issue right. but rather of i like, think when i'm their getting deep appreciation for our culture hit on like or maybe oh, it's that's also different. yeah that's exactly different, yeah. it's like 
especially if they don't know me mm. and it's like the first thing the first conversations mm. that we have okay. they like intentionally bring that up that's red flag to mm. me mm. yeah mm. yeah okay. like bef- the first thing that they want to talk to you about mm-hmm. is it's like oh look at how involved in asian culture i am yeah look and at I'm how knowledgeable like, yeah. i am about this cool good for you, you. <laughs> yeah yeah so. yeah that's never happened to me, so I... Yeah, no, I can't say that's happened yeah, to me. Yeah, but I could <laughs> get a hit on... Incredible. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I could definitely see that being incredibly annoying. Yeah. 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 Sure. It's almost condescending at, to some degree. Yeah, I bit. think... I do you d- think they mean ill intent when they do that? Or do, they, do you think, hey, like, they're just what very... What do you mean by ill intent? Oh, that's true. I f- oh, you're right. If they're hitting <laughs> on you, they're try- probably not being added into the ulterior motive. Yeah. 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 But there's... Yeah, I definitely feel like... And it might just be me projecting as well. Mm. Um, but especially with how Asian women have been portrayed as like submissive yeah. and quiet, it's definitely mm. like something that I mm. keep my eye out for. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, let's circle back to body image and mm. maybe even body dysmorphia to some oh, degree we don't talk about I, it. I feel like Andrew has a little more to talk about on this subject yeah. Than, yeah. than us yeah it's weird because I actually never really had any problems with like my body image uh, in ele- growing up in elementary school even middle school um, I think once I started working out I was pretty happy with how I looked mm. during the early stages of my fitness journey because mm. of those newbie gains. I thought mm-hmm. I was making a lot of progress and I was very happy with mm-hmm. uh, the outcome of all that. Uh, I think it's like small hints of body dysmorphia started coming to play when I got deeper into the fitness realm. So once I started programming my workouts, once I started tracking my macros, mm. that's when I started being like very hyper-focused and hyper-critical about everything when it comes to fitness from what I ate to how I looked to so that doesn't your hyper-focus on like your macros isn't necessarily a product of body dysmorphia no or, okay. um, it where does that tracking come from? macros was actually super interesting I I definitely thought that you had an ED in college like at some point because you would tell me that like after you ate something that wasn't considered healthy you'd go run a couple miles to like well after i drank a lot i would (laughs) run the next morning which was not good both of those i also did that because i feel like exercising after a night out makes you right it kind of cleanses your body just moves the blood around kind of Mm -hmm. circulates everything clears your body a little bit Mm -hmm. of of the uh toxins it's weird because I will say tracking macros, and I think this is a really personal, subjective view of how I mm-hmm. track macros. Whenever friends come to me and ask me about nutrition, I never recommend tracking macros right off the bat because it yeah, can lead to a lot of eating disorders. But for me, I got really into fitness, and then I had all this information in my head about what was optimal for my diet, and the fact that I didn't know what I was putting into my body stressed me out. So mm. when I started tracking my macros, mm. it actually gave me a little bit of mental peace. And then I sounds think I t- like OCD. 
<laughs> it's, <laughs> this sounds more like OCD. Potentially. Than yeah. To do with body dysmorphia. Yeah. Oh, geez. We're going to re-diagnose yeah. me. But, I mean, I no longer <laughs> weigh everything out. And I... Oh, you lose. don't? Do you oh, see me with a scale? Well, because we're on yeah. vacation. So yeah. You used to do this on vacation, which oh. would annoy the, the hell out of me. Yeah. yeah. Where Andrew would be weighing out oh, all the yeah. foods that he's eating. It was pretty I'm just bad. like, bro, just eat the food. I know. Like, I know. It Enjoy doesn't matter. We're on vacation. a little. But at yeah. home, I, I still see you weighing out food. Yeah. Like every your little protein in your yeah. cereal and stuff. I will say it's because I did this for three years and it's kind of become habit. Mm. Um, okay. I, I mean... Yeah, I do it really off and on. Um, I still track just to make sure I'm generally on track. Mm -hmm. But the body dysmorphia low-key came from just off-the-rack clothing. And uh, Jesse, you. <laughs> uh, not to call you out, <laughs> but this comment stuck to me since oh, sophomore year of college. Uh, I remember I was wearing... This is after I like gained like 10 pounds. I was going through like a bulk. I had not yet okay. refreshed my wardrobe. Um, and then I was wearing a pair of jeans that were in retrospect, probably too tight. <laughs> and Jesse called me out on that, sh uh, in college. Uh, and I just remember being, like, I just said your jeans were too tight. What yeah. did I say? Uh, something like that. I can't remember the exact wording, but it, it was when Mary Ann was there that, too. I say that and all so, the time just because your quads are massive, but it's almost like more of a, I remember you being yeah. like, because I was wearing the jeans and you're like, dude, bro, why are you wearing pants so tight? And then I remember coming back to my dorm room. I switched to my sweatpants. No, no, no. And then you no. said, he's like, dude, why are your sweatpants so tight too? And then I remember Carissa saying like, what do you mean? They're fine. Uh, anyways, I don't remember any this is sophomore year. College. But I mean, that has been a thing. Like my quads do be relatively thick bro, compared to the rest of, of my a, legs. What kind of a humble mm. brag is that? <laughs> But that's why I got into all the running after I ate a lot oh, because really? I thought running would slim down my thighs. Interesting. Yeah, so okay. that's why I ran I so much. Guys after I yeah. wanted thick thighs. I know girls. There's that like whole yeah. thigh gap thing. Yeah. But now thick thighs. No, I was hella insecure back. about that sophomore really? junior year. That's why mm. I started running so much. Interesting. I have always been insecure about my thighs. Like I mm. remember the I've earliest. I've been insecure about my skinny <laughs> thighs. So I was probably just speaking out of envy, but. Mm. Dang. I don't know. The way we interpret things are way different. different. The yeah. earliest I can remember like looking at my thighs and being like, oh, they're too big. Mm. I think is maybe second grade. Whoa. Like Second I was very, very conscious of That's it. And I think early. it, it has a lot to do with East Asian beauty standards and uh -huh. also like Western culture beauty, beauty standards where like girls like anorexically skinny mm -hmm. was the beauty standard, yeah, right? Definitely. Especially in China. And so when I looked at my like East Asian peers around me, like they were all mm -hmm. dancers, super skinny, super mm -hmm. frail. And I wasn't that. Like, mm. I would look at my legs and I'd be like, oh, it is like triple the size of the next mm, person. I know. And like, okay. it was probably body No, no, dysmorphia. but that's how you felt. Yeah. Yeah. Because sure. like when I would sit down and my thighs would like flatten, I'd be like, oh my God. Mm. And so mm. I was super self-conscious about that and like yeah. having. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. We can do it in 10 minutes. And so I like didn't even know what I could do about it I think maybe I think I remember growing up like I would look into diets and like diet culture and all that stuff because internet was <laughs> <So loud. laughs> um anyways 
what was I saying? Or was like, oh Research, yeah, yeah, second grade. Um, not second grade. Oh. That that probably happened oh, okay. more towards middle school. Mm-hmm. Oh, especially when I was on Tumblr. Ooh, that was a mm, bad Tumblr time. Girls. Tumblr yeah. girls had what a very specific look. Skinny inspo. Like Ooh, that was no. awful. So yeah, Tumblr used to be so yeah. toxic. Yeah, awful. Terrible. Yeah, not good for middle school me. Yeah, let me just girls say. In general. Yeah, yeah, and so. Yeah. Wild diet culture. I think I like tried restricting my eating for a while, mm. and then is I'm that why you went veg? No, that's no, not no, oh, absolutely okay. not. Okay, um, that was more because I didn't like the taste of meat. Um, sure, but I don't have a lot of discipline. So whenever I'm like, oh, I look, I don't look the way that I want to look, mm-hmm. or like as skinny as I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, let me do these things. And then I would try to do these things for like two days and I'd be like, oh, this ain't, this ain't <laughs> this cheap. I'm going to yeah. prioritize <laughs> being fed over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's good. That's a healthy mindset is like making sure you, you make your happiness a priority over like your body image. Yeah. Yeah. But some that's people's right. happiness is so inextricably tied to their mm. body image. That's yeah. when it becomes unhealthy. Yeah. And when a lot of eating disorders start to yeah. occur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it took me a minute, but yeah. I don't know. Even just going back to you saying it's a humble brag, I don't think I took pride in having thicker thighs until very recently, like a couple mm. years back, maybe. Mm. Throughout college, definitely was very insecure about it. Yeah. Even after graduating college. Mm. And I think, yeah, it's only been in the past couple of years where I'm very happy with how I look and, like, mm. n- not need to track macros to the extremes, like, ways I did in the past. I wouldn't say I'm happy with how I look. I just don't care as much anymore. Mm. Now that mm-hmm. I'm realizing my value as a person outside mm. of just how yeah. I look, um, my happiness with my body image isn't really... My happiness isn't as much tied to my... Mm body image as it mm. was before um but before I, I also think it's kind of interesting to see <laughs> you ever like this sounds super judgmental but do you ever go to the gym and notice what people are doing or what body part they're working out and being like they're insecure about that because <laughs> they're working out that body part so much what i don't think i've ever, I don't think I've no, ever thought that because no. <laughs> every single day okay maybe i'm just projecting because yeah. The small Every wrist. time, <laughs> well, that. But then nowadays, like Someone I said before, that flies. <laughs> like like I said before, like I'm like I have skinny legs, and mm. that's just part of being tall, and mm-hmm. that's just Sucks. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. part of being lanky. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's a good Humble So brag. every every time I go to the gym, no matter what body part I'm hitting that day, I'll always do leg extensions. Oh, I do leg extensions every Man, single time I go to the gym. Dang. And I'm like, do other people do going. this? Do other people like work on one body part a I lot because say. they're insecure about it? And then I started noticing like, <laughs> oh, that guy does that a lot yeah. is he insecure about his arms is he insecure about his chest i will say i, I think av- i'm projecting i avoid hitting certain body parts because i don't want it to get too bulky and this is a wrong mindset for me like oh, i only hit- you're, you're you have the opposite problem yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah but because i i look I think too muscular sometimes <laughs> but no such thing, not, no no such such thing. thing. <laughs> this is true but <laughs> i only hit chest like what once or twice a month mm. um but i think there's also this thing where it's like I don't really want pecs. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. But that's I mean, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's fair. It doesn't fit the feminine image. Yeah. Program. 
or I don't like the look of it on yeah, myself. No, but but so. that's yeah. same thing with girls. Most girls go to the gym and mostly hit squats, Whoa. hip thrusts. My favorite day, guess what it is? Up body day. That's right. Hell yeah. Back and by. <laughs> but your favorite day doesn't necessarily correspond with what I you want a massive like back. To. She wants to have a lot of you. I'm glad you do want a massive back. No, and, and I, think I hope you get that massive back. I think back. that's well, I think a lot of girls hate when the perception is that they only hit legs. Mm, interesting. Because that's not true necessarily. But if you were to chart out check. if you were to check the data, I'm sure there's a strong bias towards lower body exercises. But I also feel like girls are probably stronger lower body, so it just makes them feel stronger. That does when make they hit sense. It. Yeah. At the gym you gravitate towards exercises that you're good at that you're strong at so i've always gone benching a lot just because i know that's what's it called ego lift at the gym Mm. yeah whenever i want to feel like a big guy in the gym or like show people i have a sleeper build i just (laughs) put on my like really big baggy t-shirt and just rep out like 225 250 and people would be like the pump cover the pump cover i mean all yeah all I have a small build, so like people don't expect it. It's true. It's kind of. It's I. I like that aesthetic more than like being the stringer tee. Yeah. No, no, no. Just like being obviously big, and people expect you to be strong. You know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy people being caught off guard and be like, "Oh, wow, he's pretty strong for uh, something I don't." That's my motto for life: set expectations low Mm. and cruise above them. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's why I hit legs is for the so i can ego lift hmm. yeah yeah it's true you do you have a pretty expect, big, yeah. good squat yeah i hide in a corner when i squat and hope no one watches <laughs> me because my squat is so bad it's worse than my bench it's not worse than my bench but it's, it's almost on par it's, with it's your bench. is it really it's, it's surprising because no it's not it's not, okay it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not. Like okay. I've never, I haven't maxed out in a long time on okay. squats. I mean, you said you were squatting 225, but you said it, you were repping out 225 on bench. Whoa. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's just, <laughs> squatting just it feels so heavy. I don't know why. Because I'm, I, okay, I don't want to make excuses, but I'm taller, so the travel distance uh, for squatting is yeah. also much larger. <laughs> yeah. So the amount yeah. of work, which is force times distance, that I have to produce in order to squat the same amount of weight that a shorter person has to has to do is a mm. lot more yeah i mean all the world class power lifters are shorter builds yeah that's because or at least stockier builds all the yeah. weight has <laughs> pressed them down that's not, no, how, that's it works. not <laughs> how it works but that's what Does shocks me your about drum? your bench no that's okay. also been debunked yeah that doesn't make because your really arms sense. are so long and the same yeah. theory applies yeah, for your bench i don't know why my bench is but think about it what if i had shorter arms my bench would be even, <laughs> yeah, even better even stronger. even stronger yeah do you have that like insane arch when you bend no i don't okay. I, it's hard I to achieve I that i wish i yeah. could yeah. you need to train that flexibility. flexibility yeah that spine angle is really hard to achieve yeah. honestly i respect people who can do that but yeah. then again their bench is like three inches off their chest hey but okay. it, whatever hey works, works, yeah, yeah whatever yeah. works works as long as it, it counts. as long as it qualifies for whatever yeah. federation you compete in mm-hmm. like yeah. more power to you because it's part of the game yep and that's why sumo deadlift <laughs> Oh, me too. Yeah. But also because it's better for my back. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's the main reason I do yeah. it. I don't deadlift anymore because I've hurt myself well, so yeah. many times deadlifting. Once yeah. I hit my deadlift number, I'm throwing deadlift out the window. I've injured my Your back lifetime goal. Down. Yeah, 500 and then. Oh. I, I don't even know where my belt is, my weightlifting belt. Damn. Is it at home? Oh, the, the lever, lever belt? belt? Yeah. Mm. 
Okay, Fancy. so we have to go eat dinner now, so we're going to cut the pod here. Wow. But I really want to capture the beauty of yeah. the mountainscape in the back. Dude, so just overlay with B-roll. So maybe tomorrow I'm going to make... Just yeah. rocking in the snow. I'm going to make everybody go outside and film this podcast. Oh. <laughs> Hell no. Oh, is there like a <laughs> just heater bundle situation? Up. Like a portable one? Yeah, like a space heater kind of thing. I don't know. Uh, we Fire oh, jacuzzi? like here? No. Yeah. Ooh, a jacuzzi pod? Interesting. It'd There's no outside. jacuzzi. Okay. Anyways, we're going to go get ready for dinner or make dinner. Jacuzzi hot dog? Sorry. Sorry. Hit ASMR. <laughs> oh, no. All right, chill out. Oh, okay. All right, so I'm we're done. all gonna we're gonna <laughs> sign out here. Uh, this has been another episode of the Rooftop Pod, not on a rooftop this time. Mm-hmm. But thank you all for tuning in. Um, I'm your host Jesse, and signing out with me is my sister Rachel and my brother Andrew. Peace. See ya.